0: Hey guys, welcome to The Absurdity. I am Ryan Becker and you are listening to An Absurd Introduction. And this is the first episode of this podcast. And so uh, today you're going to hear a little bit about why I started this, what's my stance on on, on a lot of the issues that I'm going to talk about, and and how am I going to approach some of this stuff. And so I hope you will enjoy it. I hope that you will uh, have something to chew on and have something to challenge you with. And and because I know that I've been challenged by a lot of the content that that I'm interacting with already, and I know I will continue to be challenged. And so I hope you will join me in experiencing some of the things that are talked about, and I hope that you will uh, pray for me as well as I try to navigate some of these uh, difficult conversations and give a voice uh, where where people aren't being heard. I want to talk first about uh, what is the absurdity? Why? What it? What is the point of it all? And and what's its purpose? And so, uh, if I had to put the purpose in in just one specific sentence, I would say this: It is to create and continue dialogue about racial and social justice issues, and this is across the whole gamut from uh, Black Lives Matter to uh, Islamophobia to homosexuality and LGBTQ plus issues, and and really to address the absurdity of the world with some of the absurdity of the gospel. And I'm going to dig into a little bit of what that means. But first, I want to talk about why I started this. Well, recently, I I realized that I have an audience and I have a little bit of a following. And I don't mean that in the way that, like, I'm some big celebrity or or, you know, I'm more important than someone else. That's not at all what I mean. What I mean is, since I push out content on a semi-regular basis, I'm a church pastor and otherwise... This has lent itself to me having some people that listen to what I say. And so I don't think that I have the solution to all of these issues. That's that's not my point in, in doing this podcast. It's really just to lend my voice and to support uh, those whose voice isn't being heard. And I want to give a voice to those who aren't being heard as well in whatever way that I possibly can. And so by exposing those issues to the audience and the following that I have, I believe that there is some amount of influence that I can have in in some of these issues in the way that at least those who would listen would be influenced in. The other thing is I want to seek understanding in areas of social justice that I have no clue about. Uh, I'm pretty far removed from a lot of the things that are going on. Some have been closer to home than others, but for the most part... Uh, My life tends to be generally unaffected on a personal level by some of this stuff, and so I want to understand more in areas that I don't understand, and I want to dive into some of this stuff uh, because I want to learn and I want to grow, and I think that's a really important thing to interact with the issues and the things that are going on today and try to understand them a little bit better. The other thing I want to do is I want to seek practical solutions for us to move forward as a society. I, I think it's really important to try and find some, some things to do. And so I'm hoping with each episode or, or as many episodes as possible to at least be able to end with something concrete, something practical that you and myself can take away. And so sometimes that's in a conversation with a guest and, and I learn something and you learn something along with me and there's something that we can do differently that helps us to move forward as a society together. The other thing I want to do is I want to edify, affirm, and build people up. This is not the space that I want to tear everyone down. And though there might be time for criticism on specific things, I want that criticism to be constructive and I want to offer points uh, to help people rather than to just tear them down. And so this is more than just pointing out a flaw. This is pointing out something that may be able to be more effective if done differently. And the other thing I want to do is I want to exist in that tense space that's created by some of these issues. Uh, these issues are very hard to talk about. It's very easy to use language, which can be offensive and completely shut down your message. And, and I understand that risk and, and I will gladly take it on. But I want to exist in that space because I think there's value in being there. And that doesn't mean that everything I say will be theologically 100% correct. That doesn't mean that... Uh, I will be a hundred percent knowledgeable on anything I speak on. That's not the point. The point is to venture into an area which a lot of people are not venturing into, and give some signal there, some some noise there that that people can uh, hone in on, and hopefully I can invite others into that space as well. Now, why the absurdity? Why the name? Why the title? Why why that that why that tagline? Well. I'm a pastor in the Christian faith, uh, specifically Seventh-day Adventist. And it's easy for Christians to approach a lot of these tragedies and social justice situations, mel- mental illness and, and injustice, and, and to just say, well, pray about it and and have more faith. But it is not often that we admit how absurd what we believe as Christians actually is. And how absurd the idea that there is a God up above who is looking down on some of this stuff and is intimately involved in it. Like it's really easy to boil down some of these stories in scripture that we read as and we read as fact, especially if we've grown up in the church, and to read them just as fact and as normal. But really, it sounds just sometimes it just sounds crazy, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that the crazier it sounds, the more room there's there is for faith, and so there there is some complementing there. But we are conditioned to speak of an omnipotent being. We're conditioned to 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 speak about this being raising people from the dead and uh, miracles happening all as if they are normal circumstance. But in reality, that's absurd. It's absurd that that God would love his creation so much that he would take on their form and die for them. It's absurd that that it seems like just because someone ate a fruit that now we're in all of this sin. But in reality, it's so much deeper than that. But at surface level, a lot of what we believe just sounds absurd. And I think it's intellectually honest to admit that and to uh, exist in that space as well, because that absurdity lends itself to faith. But here's the other thing. It's also absurd that in 2016, people are not being treated equally. It's absurd that people are dying unjustly. It's absurd that people are calling for race wars. It's absurd that cops are dying. It's absurd that police cars are being overturned in protests that were meant to be peaceful but turned into riots because of the actions of few. It's absurd that people are using constructive protests to accomplish nefarious acts like vandalism and looting. It's absurd that racism still exists. It's absolutely absurd. It's maddening, it's, it hurts, it's confusing, it's angering, it's frustrating, and it's just downright overwhelming. And sometimes it's easier to just scroll past the latest uh, brutality video or the latest racism video or the latest uh, news post because it's just easier to scroll past it than to dig into it and emotionally invest. And for multiple groups of people, all of this is downright scary because a lot of these absurd acts affect them individually, affect them personally, affect their loved ones and affect their lives. And so knowing all of that, I want to step into that space and I wanna figure out how to help people navigate in that space while I try to figure it out myself And so I don't really know what I'm doing, but honestly, I found being an adult means that no one really does. We're all figuring it out along the way, which is why every parent will tell you their way for raising their kid. And after thousands of years of trying to figure out how to parent, everyone still has some different way to do it. And so in the same way, I think there is an individual level of trying to figure out how to navigate these issues. And so I hope you will join me in figuring that out. Now the next thing, what makes me qualified to speak on any of this? Why, you know, what makes my voice any different or unique or why should you listen to me? Well, I'm a 23-year-old white man in America, and that doesn't mean you should listen to me for that reason. I have a white parents, I have a white name, uh, and I've grown up with white privilege. I live on land taken from another race hundreds of years ago. I have the benefit of being treated like a normal human being, and my worst fear in society is getting a ticket when I get pulled over. I acknowledge that I don't understand what it means to be black in America right now. I acknowledge that I don't understand what it means to be LGBTQ plus in America right now. And I also acknowledge that I don't know the pressures of being a police officer, though I have several friends who are involved in the police force and, and work hard every single day to protect people. And what what I do understand though is my own behavior. And I want to understand all of these things even more. And I want to know what I can do to help end racism and be a part of moving society forward. And with going uh, and going with that, I need to say this and I'm sorry for Jokes, crude remarks, subtle glances, uh, words and tones which which may suggest that I am better or any worse than anyone else. Regardless of if someone is hurt by those actions, they are still wrong. And so I apologize for those words which are insensitive and those words which are needless and careless. And so that's why I think that 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 this is a valuable podcast to to interact with, not because of my background, not because of anything like that, but because we are trying to navigate in these issues, navigate through these issues, and try to talk about them in a more meaningful way and in a constructive way. So, what prompted all of this, really? Well, Jonathan Duffy, the president of ADRA, spoke in 2015 at the One Project gathering in San Diego, and he talked about social justice and a, and a Christian's role in it. And he made a remark about the Poverty and Justice Bible that's produced by the American Bible Society. And this Bible uh, highlights all the verses in Scripture about helping and standing up for the poor. It turns out that there are over 2,100 verses about it. We have the entire foundations of our church built on far fewer verses than that. And you'll hear this being brought up several times throughout this podcast, because I think that's really significant that 2,100 verses are talking about standing up for the oppressed, the poor, the orphan, and the widow. God seems very concerned with what with how we treat each other. And so when I look at that, and that's been messing with me, you can find that talk on, on Vimeo, you can find it on YouTube if you just search The One Project and Jonathan Duffy. But with that verse in mind, as, as, as God began to mess with my heart about this, Um, I'm from Orlando. And so seeing friends of mine planning to go to the Pulse nightclub the night of that deadly shooting, seeing friends living in fear and in hatred because of the way they look or were born, to be attacked in the one place that you feel the most safe, where you are free to be yourself without judgment. That is what a, a, a gay nightclub is for a lot of these individuals because they don't have another place where they can walk in and assume that everyone else is attracted the same way they are, thinks the same way they do, or has similar experiences to the way they do in an open manner. So a nightclub, honestly, to someone who is LGBTQ+, uh, a gay nightclub is like church to them. That is their That is their sanctuary. That is their safe place. That is where they can be vulnerable and open. That's where they can go up to someone and assume that that person, if you know, it, maybe they're not attracted to them, but they're at least attracted to that gender, right? And so this is a place that they can actually feel free to be as normal in in their social group as any straight person would be, at literally anywhere else. And so for them to be attacked in a nightclub like that is the equivalent of Christians being attacked during a church service. Places like Pulse are a refuge and a haven for a people who have been rejected by everyone else in their lives. And when this happened, several individuals were outed because they had not yet come out, and so suddenly their names get published in these news articles as either the injured or the dead, and their family now, in addition to finding out that their son or daughter is dead or hurt, they're also finding out this big secret about them. And their lives become completely torn up because of an act of hatred. And all of this stuff ate away at me because this is the closest that any of these tragedies had come to uh, my life and, and my home. And it should eat away at me. And all of the conversations on Facebook made me incredibly uncomfortable, and that's When it hit me, that's the entire point. See, I should be made uncomfortable by these matters and I should be bothered. I should be outraged. See, Jesus only got angry over two things the abuse of God and the abuse of people. There is righteous anger and it must be used constructively. See, I used to hate speaking out on social media. I used to hate uh, putting my voice out there because I figured that no one's mind would be changed, and and it's just everyone just shouting their opinions back and forth. And I would always be taken the wrong way, and I would always be involved in conversations that I didn't want to be a part of. But now I realize that uh, there are people who need my support. They need to know that they are loved and cared for, that there is someone sticking up for them, whether that's me or anyone else. They need to know that there is more than the hatred and evil in the world. When there are so many articles condemning and and talking about the pain around a social group, there needs to be even more voices speaking out in positivity and love toward them. And this isn't uh, a it goes without saying sort of thing. They need explicit support. We need to say it. We need to speak out. We need to use our words intentionally and carefully because words have power. See, God created the universe with words. And he has given us the power to create joy and build people up with those words or to create destruction and tear people down. And silence lends itself to the latter. So it's time for us to speak up. And so I intend to do just that. The Bible calls us to mourn with those who mourn and weep with those who weep. And so I want to do that. I want to interact with some of these issues and, and mourn where I can mourn, weep with those who weep, and celebrate where we can celebrate. So the next question is, what good will a podcast do? You know, what's the point of all of this? It's not like I'm out in the street doing something or, you know, I could donate the money that I use to run the website or the podcast to uh, social causes and, and charities. Well, here's the thing, I believe that racism and bigotry starts and ends in our own hearts. And the only constant to every situation in my life is me. And so the only thing that I can do is control my own behavior. And so to end bigotry on an institutional level, we must first begin ending it in our personal and social behavior. And so I believe that by creating dialogue, I'm also influencing uh, behavior of those that listen. And hopefully positively influencing, right? And so this means that I am intentional to smile and make eye contact with people when I'm on the street. I am intentional about my body language and to let people know that they are respected and valued. This means expressing gratitude and appreciation for people with a smile on my face. And, and, and this is anything from getting a to-go order at Taco Bell to checking something out at the grocery store. This means making a difference through my own behavior and creating dialogue as much as possible with those around me. And if I can do that in my own life, then I can at least encourage it in the lives of others. And so it is by individuals being intentional about our behavior that we can create change. And so as long as a discussion is being had, and as long as there's there's conversations existing in this space, I believe that change will come. And yeah, you could argue that there are more practical ways to do it, but I think uh, the biggest changes in history really have come from grassroots movements, not from someone forming something and doing something else, but because some people came together, they talked about something, and they began to interact with a subject, and it is then that they created. They didn't create and then talk, they talked and then created, and so this is the talking portion. So I want to talk about my stance on a lot of these issues, and I want to make something clear. Uh, I am a Seventh-day Adventist pastor. That does not mean that the conversations that are happening on this podcast, that doesn't mean that everything I say will necessarily agree with every single thing that the the world church and the GC puts out. Because this is a place where raw conversation will, will happen. And this is the place where uh, opinions and ideas will be shared. This is not the place where I'm going to try to teach a bunch of doctrine to you. I'm not going to go through the 28 fundamental beliefs of Adventism with you really this is a place to interact with some of these issues and and sometimes that may not be fully fleshed out as as the situations themselves start to get fully fleshed out and the other thing i want to make clear is that nothing i say here is mutually exclusive and i believe regardless of how much we agree we can exist together and fight the same fight so let me let me let me give you an example see i believe that racism is an issue and i also believe that abuse of authority is an issue in regards to some Cops, and so I also believe that there is an overlap there, right? Like a Venn diagram. See, there are there are cops who are racist, because there are there are cops, there are bad cops, and there's racism, and then there's that area in the middle where you have racist cops. And I believe that both problems need to be solved. That there are bad cops that need to be taken off the streets. There are bad cops who are racist that need to be taken off the streets, and there are uh, racists in general, and racism in itself is an issue that needs to be solved. And I believe that you can fight against both and be successful. See, if I focus on that Venn diagram, that 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 center part where they overlap, then I'm automatically reducing the number in both camps. But see, here's the thing. Just because I believe those things to be true, it doesn't mean that I'm against a police force. It doesn't mean that I'm against the people that have protected me. I have had cops help me several times in my life in several instances, and I have felt protected by them countless times. I am pro-police. I love the police force, and I'm thankful for the way... Uh, They handled the investigation just around my father's death and in giving my family that news. I am grateful for the men and the women who serve us every day, and I acknowledge that the issues facing black people are also facing everyone else. It's not just a black issue, it's not just a uh, a Hispanic issue or otherwise, but I also acknowledge that because of the statistics showing us that it happens to black people more. Yes, white people are also shot and killed, but a black man at the moment is two and a half times more likely to be shot and killed given similar circumstances. And so, see, I believe that by fighting for the group that is hurt and targeted more, we help everyone. By ending injustice for them and changing hearts and attitudes towards them, we raise the bar for how everyone is treated. When you have uh, one wheel that's broken on a car, the others will wear down quicker, right? If you have one tire that's a little bit worn than the others, uh, the others will follow. Your car is on balance. But when all four wheels are fully functional, all four work well together and operate smoothly. And see, so I believe that by fixing the broken wheel, we make the whole car run more smoothly. That broken wheel right now is injustice on a racial, gender-related, and attraction level. And so I'm hoping to be a part of, of, of fixing that wheel in the coming episodes by creating conversations in my churches and in my community and through this podcast and through my everyday interactions with others. And I, I want to close with uh, some appreciation and, and sharing some thank yous because uh, I think it's important to affirm people for what they are doing. And so I want to thank everyone who is fighting this fight as well. And I appreciate all of you who are lending your voice to these issues and standing up for what is right, regardless of the consequence or the ramifications, regardless of the unfollows on Twitter or on Facebook. And thank you to my black brothers and sisters for helping me understand my own areas of white privilege and how that is affecting uh, the lives of minority groups of multiple races. And thank you to my LGBTQ plus brothers and sisters who have taught me so much about what loving and accepting someone means. Thank you for walking the road that you are walking. It is not easy, I know. But keep walking. And I urge you, I beg you, to keep walking, to keep pressing forward. And I urge you, no matter what group you are in, to speak kindly and gently to those who do not understand. See, while you may be at point Z on the scale, there are those who need to get through points b through why first, to get to where you are. And while you may have jumped, others may need to do that more sequentially. And so, see, I stand with you to make equality a reality for all. And I'm praying for you, and I'm lending my voice and my behavior to you that we can continue this fight together. And I want to be clear that you are loved, you are appreciated, and I am grateful for your service. I'm grateful for your life, and I want you to know that my prayers are with you. That you would remain strong and courageous in the Lord and that, that, that you would continue to fight this fight. But I want you to know that being a Christian doesn't stop at praying. It starts at praying. And so I will do whatever I can while being transformed by the love of God in my own life to support you and to help you carry your burdens and to bring about equality in its best forms. You see, you can pray for a handicap ramp to be built, or you can go build it yourself. You can pray for someone's heart to be changed and and continue to pray, and you can also start treating them differently in a way that complements and supplements the work that God is doing and so I believe that Christianity starts at praying it doesn't end there. it ends where God acts and where we act with him and so I believe that it's important to continue the fight and continue moving forward and continue advancing these conversations and and doing so constructively, doing so in a positive manner. And so that's what I want to do with the absurdity. I want to address the absurdity of the world with the absurdity of the gospel. I hope I was clear in all of this. Uh, That's it for this introduction. And thanks for listening to the absurdity. And if you want to contact me, you can email me at ryan180becker at gmail.com. And I'm also looking for people willing to dialogue together with on this podcast. And so if you're interested in having a conversation about these issues and being heard, you know, let me know. I'd I'd love to talk. And you can find us online at theabsurdity.org. So just head on over there and you can find all of the podcast episodes, download links, and the rest. And we are also on iTunes so if you just search The Absurdity with Ryan Becker, you can search Ryan Becker with The Absurdity and you will, you will find us there. And so you can subscribe there. And if you do, please leave a review. I'd love to hear your thoughts one way or the other. And remember, it's okay if you disagree with me. The point is that we are trying to create dialogue here. And dialogue is more than just, oh, I agree and I disagree. Let's, let's reason together and let's talk together and let's, let's figure out some of these issues together. Thanks, guys.